Folks, just imagine. What if our global economy ran like our planet does, driven by environmental sustainability rather than profit alone? By that, you mean an economy where, like in nature, there's no waste, just continuous cycles of use and reuse. Yeah, exactly. Picture a world where companies actually flourish from preserving resources instead of depleting them. It's an intriguing idea. But is it too late now? Can we truly reverse the harm we've caused and set our economy in line with our environment? John, isn't that the million-dollar question? How does the planet bounce back, and is it even possible for our economic machinery to adjust in time to avoid lasting damage? And if that isn't enough to chew on, wonder about the ripple effect on jobs, industries, and our day-to-day -day life. It potentially remolds everything as we know it. It's a monumental task, no doubt about it. But maybe, just maybe, it's this very idea of a sustainable economy that holds the key to our survival. A transition to a green economy. It sounds surreal but necessary, right? Just imagine all the major industries shifting their focus towards sustainable practices. It would be a monumental task to say the least. The costs, the job displacement, the need for new skills and education. Okay, but let's look at it from another angle. Isn't this shift also a massive opportunity? Investment in green tech could be the next economic boom. Absolutely, John. It could spawn an entire new economy based on renewable resources and green technology. That's a possible avalanche of job creation right there. Plus, there would be a lot of opportunities for entrepreneurs and new businesses to rise. Sustainability could be the next big thing for startup culture. And for society as a whole. An economy that's in harmony with our planet might mean an increased standard of living, longer lifespans, fewer health issues. Yeah, but would everyone be on board? While some would embrace these changes, others might resist. Resistance could be expected. People fear change even when it's for a better future. But we can't afford to let that stop us. I guess the real question is not what if, but how. How do we facilitate this shift and ensure everyone's on the green bandwagon? So what about greenwashing, guys? We've all heard of companies that greenwash, making misleading claims about their environmental practices just to attract eco-conscious customers. That's a real issue, John. We've seen companies pretend to be environmentally friendly when they're really not. And that's why regulatory bodies need to step in. These companies must be held accountable for what they say and do. Exactly, Javier. Stringent regulation, transparency and oversight are needed to prevent greenwashing. Misleading claims can not only harm consumers, but also hinder the progress towards genuine sustainability. And that's where individuals need to be vigilant as well. We should make efforts to be informed, to do the research and support genuinely sustainable businesses. Right, John. Now another major stumbling block is the skills gap. We need people who understand, promote and can work within the green economy. What's your take on this, Javier? That's definitely a concern, Bo. Our educational systems need to evolve to equip students with the skills and knowledge to champion sustainability. We need lots of hands on deck, from engineers to policymakers to educators and everyone in between. Don't you think businesses also have to rethink their strategies for the green economy? I mean, sustainability needs to be woven into the fabric of business operations, not just added as an afterthought. Absolutely, John. It's not just about selling green products or services. Companies need to reassess their supply chains, operational processes, partnerships. All these need to align with sustainability goals. Indeed. 
And let's not forget about tech. Every operation can be optimized using technology for less waste, more efficiency. We might not have all the answers on how a green economy will look, but I guess it's clear it can't happen without a major overhaul. Legislative change. What's really required for this green transition? Let's chew over it. From the financial perspective, it might mean a lot more scrutiny, monitoring, and reporting. Investors and stakeholders demand concrete actions and transparency regarding the environmental impacts of companies. Hence, regulations need to be tighter. Also, we might see the influential role of green taxation to incentivize eco-friendly practices. And in tech, we will need standards and legislation that promote and facilitate green tech innovations while penalizing practices that damage the environment. On the flip side, want to shed some light, Bo? Certainly. The petrochemical industry, for example, produces a hefty amount of pollution. So, an evolution of existing environmental laws is needed to strictly regulate and minimize their harmful emissions. Hence, stringent penalties and guidelines for safe disposal of hazardous waste could be game-changers. Now, won't these changes create significant disruption, especially for industries that fail to comply with the new rules and regulations? True, John. It might seem disruptive initially. But these changes are necessary for sustainable development and environmental protection. Besides, there is an enormous potential for innovation and creating new jobs in the green economy. So the disturbances could very well be a long-term gain. What about at the international level? We've talked about localized or company-centric measures, but ensuring the global enforcement of such laws would be quite a challenge, right? Indeed, Javier. Synchronizing international laws or forming partnerships would be vital to drive global green transition. Countries need to work closely together and possibly even harden the consequences for non-compliance to international environmental agreements. But yes, the coordination, conflict negotiation, and enforcement at a global scale would be truly challenging. What about the role of carbon trading systems in this green transition? I've heard that they can be an integral part of the regulation. Certainly, Javier. In simple terms, carbon trading is a market-based tool to limit GHG. The carbon market trades emissions under cap-and-trade schemes or with credits that pay for or offset GHG reductions. It drives industries to be more innovative and energy efficient. Right, John. So if we were to rely more on carbon trading, industries and companies that don't meet the standards will need to buy carbon credits, offering a cost incentive to reduce emissions. Interesting. The carbon market could really push the advancements in green tech. What are your thoughts on the potential effects of a carbon tax? In terms of finance, a carbon tax could significantly switch investments towards greener industries. It gives a clear price signal which would help steer markets towards more sustainable practices. Of course, the implementation of such tax would depend heavily on each country's economic conditions. Makes sense. Shifting gears, let's talk circular economy. How might legislation in this field impact our transition? Well, the concept of circular economy revolves around reducing, reusing and recycling to minimize waste. So if legislation mandates companies to adhere to these practices, it could lead to huge environmental benefits. It's a game changer in industries like chemical and manufacturing, where waste is a significant concern. Just imagine transnational corporations implementing circular strategies it could significantly reduce their environmental footprint. Such a pressure from regulations would have far-reaching effects on the global economy.
So traditional industries, huh? How do you reckon oil, gas, mining, and agriculture can adapt to this green wave? These sectors stand to be hit the hardest, for sure. But it's also an opportunity. In finance, we're already seeing shifts in investment policies with more and more emphasis on ESG reporting. The potential losses could spur innovation. For example, major oil companies might venture into renewable energy technology or carbon capture to navigate their way out. John, I appreciate the optimism. But feasible and affordable solutions for some industries like gas and mining aren't that straightforward. Renewable energy substitution for these sectors isn't that simple. But then again, necessity is the mother of invention. True, Bo. Maybe we'll see parallel markets emerge. Traditional technology maintaining existing infrastructures and new green technology shaping the future infrastructure. My question is, how fast can these traditional industries adapt? Will the pace match the urgency of the climate crisis? Speed is indeed critical, Javier. But it must accompany profitability and scalability for businesses to fully invest in it. With supportive legislation and proper incentives, things might gear up faster. Yeah, the role of government and international cooperation cannot be stressed enough. But let's also remember, in the case of the chemical industry, we need more than just replacing raw materials with sustainable alternatives. We require a complete transformation of industrial processes, which is challenging but also exciting. Agreed, boys. The changes may be daunting, but they also present a unique opportunity for these industries to shape a sustainable future. Looking forward to seeing how things roll out. By the way, what would a green economy do to the fashion industry, John? The fashion industry, like any other, could be deeply affected. Fast fashion is under a lot of heat already for its unsustainable practices. A sustainable economy could push for more changes in the manufacturing process, like reducing waste and pollution, replacing traditional materials with biodegradable ones, and improving working conditions globally. They could also push for more recycled or upcycled products, right? Absolutely. Fashion houses can play a big part in promoting circular fashion. But the key here is the consumer's behavior shift. They are the ones who make such a transformation possible by patronizing sustainable fashion. Speaking of consumer behavior shift, how might fishing and forestry fare, Javier? Well, sustainable fishing practices could become a norm. Overfishing has a severe impact on the balance of marine ecosystems. Green policies could promote workable regulations to maintain fish populations at ecologically safe levels. And forestry? Forestry might concentrate on sustainable practices, such as avoiding deforestation promoting reforestation, and respecting indigenous peoples' rights. Technology could play a role here with innovations like tree-planting drones and precision forestry. Interesting, but the challenge lies in monitoring and verifying these practices across countries. Thanks to financial tools like green bonds, though, we can incentivize these transitions to sustainable practices. So, let's touch upon the financial rewards and challenges that a green economy might provide. At the global level, we're seeing more and more focus on green financing, right? And importantly, how climate risks are factored into investment decisions. Yeah, that's spot on, John. It's becoming increasingly clear that investors are more willing to pour money into companies that are taking steps to mitigate their environmental impact. But I wonder how does this translate into, say, the loans that banks give out? Are they taking sustainability into consideration as well? 
As a matter of fact, they are, Bo. It's a concept known as green banking. This refers generally to banking activities which can be part of green financing and have the same objective, incentivizing sustainability. Green banks can essentially drive environmental sustainability by providing green loans for eco-friendly projects and green mortgages for houses and buildings which comply with certain environmental standards. This helps make sustainable projects more financially accessible, boosting eco-conscious growth. Ah, financing sustainability. That's pretty cool. But don't these banks face the same problems other financial institutions face, like dodgy people trying to take advantage? In this case, companies or individuals who pretend to go green. Javier, you're absolutely right. That's what we call greenwashing. This is indeed a major challenge facing green banking and green finance as a whole. But strict standards, scrutiny, monitoring of financed projects, and penalties for false representation can help mitigate such risks. Just as investors are becoming more discerning about where their money goes, so too are banks and green bonds issuers. John, you earlier mentioned green bonds. Could you expand on this? I've heard of them, but I'm not exactly sure of how they work and how they contribute to a sustainable economy. Sure thing, Bo. Green bonds are a type of fixed income instrument, which is specifically aimed at raising money for climate and environmental projects. These can provide resources for clean water, renewable energy, energy efficiency, and better waste management, among other sustainable initiatives. It also provides investors another way to put their money where their beliefs are. Interesting. It seems like moving to a green economy requires a more intentional and integrated approach in all aspects, especially within finances. Yeah, and it seems like we have some of the structures in place already. It's a matter of implementing them more comprehensively. But the effective shift toward a fully green economy, that's the real challenge. John, earlier you mentioned greenwashing. It seems like a substantial hurdle in green financing. What are some possible solutions to it? Indeed, Javier. Greenwashing is a real issue. Companies sometimes misrepresent the environmental impact of their products or services to appear greener than they are. This can mislead investors, causing them to unintentionally finance non-green projects. One approach could be stricter enforcement of disclosures and higher penalties for greenwashing. Additionally, independent auditing and certification bodies could play a key role in ensuring that corporate claims are accurate. Transparency and accountability are crucial in this regard. I guess with the rapid growth of eco-friendly investments, the accuracy of the green label and credibility of the businesses using them are more important than ever. Speaking of eco-friendly investments, do we see a greater trend moving in this direction? Definitely, Bo. There's a noticeable shift toward these types of investments. Environmental, social, and governance, or ESG investing, for instance, is a strategy where investors include ESG factors in their decisions. It's not only about achieving better financial returns, but also about contributing positively to society. A more responsible approach to investing, huh? That sounds promising. But what about renewable energy projects? How do the financial prospects look for them? A lot of tech companies are keenly interested in these projects. Renewable energy projects are certainly picking up steam. The financial prospects look favorable as these projects are progressively gaining ground in terms of cost competitiveness with traditional energy sources. Including the social and environmental benefits, the return on investment, 
could be significantly higher. Nonetheless, they're still financially substantial endeavors, requiring significant upfront capital and long periods to break even. But as technology advances and costs go down, the financial prospects should continue getting better. So, it seems proper financial strategies, coupled with advancements in technology, can potentially tip the balance towards a greener economy. You know what's intriguing about technology? How it's reinventing our approach to environmental sustainability. Let's talk blockchain, for example. By creating transparency and trust, blockchain can help ensure that environmental practices are adhered to in all stages of production. It can help keep corporations accountable, don't you think? Hmm, interesting point, Javier. But how can blockchain influence the circular economy, which is a major component of the green transition? With a blockchain-backed system, we can track and verify the life cycle of products, from manufacture to usage and final disposal. This way, consumers can make informed decisions, choosing products that align with their commitment to sustainability. What about in finance, Javier? As we talked earlier about green finance, could blockchain play a role in verifying green investments? Absolutely, John. Imagine if green bonds or funds were recorded on blockchain. The transparency and immutability associated with it can ensure that these funds are used for green projects and not diverted to other purposes. But it doesn't end with blockchain. There's also Big Data's massive potential in resource management. Resource management like what? Well, Bo, it's about optimizing the use of available resources. Big Data can help analyze trends, patterns, and complexities in the data, which can be instrumental in the efficient management of scarce resources. This can be helpful in addressing food and water wastage, right? Yes, John, or even energy usage. In fact, green tech as a whole plays a huge role in energy efficiency, shifting the paradigm from mass consumption to lean usage through smart meters, LED lighting, and energy-efficient appliances. So, the union of advanced technology and commitment to sustainability could be our best shot at achieving a green economy. I think we're on to something here. Next, let's discuss AI's potential role in achieving sustainability. So, we've covered diverse green technologies. Now let's venture into the realm of artificial intelligence. Javier, how can AI aid us in achieving sustainability? Well, John, AI can actually play a significant role in multiple ways. For instance, it can enhance energy efficiency. Think intelligent heating and cooling systems that adjust to our needs and reduce energy wastage. AI can also monitor and predict energy consumption, facilitating the transition towards renewables. This surely denotes a shift towards more controlled and sensible energy use. But then again, we have areas outside energy that could possibly benefit from AI, right? Absolutely, Bo. Waste management, for example. AI can help sort and manage waste more efficiently, easing the process of recycling and reducing landfill. AI can also help in optimizing farming techniques to reduce water usage and implement precision agriculture. The possibilities are practically endless. And what about the prospects of smart cities in achieving sustainability, Javier? Is there a bridge between these two concepts? Smart cities, John, are the epitome of integrating advanced technology and commitment to sustainability. They're designed to be energy efficient, reduce pollution, and offer a high quality of life. AI can optimize public transportation, saving energy, and reducing carbon footprints. Implementation of smart grids can help monitor energy usage and even detect faults. 
Interesting. But does this transition to smart cities indicate a move towards more autonomous vehicles? Indeed, Bo. Autonomous electric vehicles are a key component of smart cities. They can significantly reduce carbon emissions and decrease traffic congestion. To top it all, they are predicted to increase road safety owing to AI's precision and predictability. So, tying all back, advanced tech doesn't just facilitate us in our daily lives, but also paves way towards a more sustainable future. We are moving towards becoming the heroes of our own planet. Next, let's delve deeper into the potential impacts of a green economy on climate change. Now on to a crucial question. Does transitioning to a green economy have the potential to slow down global warming and help us meet our temperature goals under the Paris Agreement? Theoretically, absolutely. A green economy emphasizes reducing carbon emissions, right? And it's these emissions that primarily cause global warming. So if implemented right, it can dramatically slow the warming process. Fascinating to think about, isn't it? Are tech advancements aiding in keeping the Earth's temperature at bay? like a superhero with a climate change arch nemesis. Sounds like a comic book plot, but it does ring true. Could you expand on how green technologies could come into play? Of course, John. For starters, AEVs or autonomous electric vehicles and smart cities drastically reduce carbon emissions. Plus, AI can optimize energy generation and consumption, minimalizing waste. We'd be reducing our carbon footprint significantly. Makes sense. But wouldn't this transition also require a change in our behaviors? How the society, businesses, and individuals operate? You're definitely right, John. It's not just a technological and legislative shift. We all need to adapt and actively contribute. It basically involves developing a very different relationship with our environment. Basically an environmental revolution. A revolution. Now that sounds like a titanic battle. One where each one of us can and should stand up for our planet. Be the hero we need to be. Bring on that revolution then. The green economy isn't just an economical or technological shift, but a complete societal revolution. Addressing climate skepticism is the first hurdle on our path to a green economy. Skeptics often question the human impact on climate change, delaying crucial actions. What do you guys think about this? It's a valid point, Bo. People need to realize that humans are the main culprit behind climate change. The sooner we accept it, the faster we can shift to a green, responsible way of life. Yeah, and how about making tech our ally to enlighten the skeptics? Think about AI and data analytics combined to provide tangible evidence of drastic climate change and the benefits of a greener economy. That sounds like a promising approach, Javier. We need tangible evidence for doubters. Coming back to the transition to a green economy, it can play a huge role in reducing greenhouse gases, right, John? Absolutely, Bo. A green economy is all about utilizing renewable energy and sustainable practices, which inherently reduces carbon emissions. It's a win-win, economically and environmentally. Right. And technology could play a key part here as well. Technologies like carbon capture are already out there, just waiting to be optimized and commercialized to control greenhouse gas emissions. We just need to go all in. Yes, technologies like carbon capture could be game changers. Imagine the world where we're not just reducing emissions, but also removing existing greenhouse gases from the atmosphere. That's future temperature control right there. That's an exciting future indeed, Bo. One where we're not just neutralizing our impacts, but reversing them. That's the potential of a green economy.
So let's pivot to the roles that individuals could play in creating a sustainable future. What lifestyle changes come to mind for you guys? John, I believe reforming our consumption habits is vital. Let's take fast fashion as an example. The fashion industry accounts for about 10% of global carbon emissions. If we choose to buy less, reuse more, and support sustainable brands, we could significantly reduce our carbon footprint. That's a great point, Bo. In the tech world, we're seeing a clear shift towards sustainability too. It might sound silly, but even choosing to send fewer emails or stream fewer videos can make a difference. Data centers use a lot of energy, and every bit of data we use contributes to that. That's fascinating, Javier. I had no idea about the environmental impact of data. And speaking of finance, there's this increasing movement towards green investments, isn't there? I'm curious how individuals could use their personal finance to support a green economy. There are several ways, John. Some people invest in stocks of companies that are environmentally responsible. A good place to start is looking for firms with ESG reporting, which takes into account a company's environmental, social and governance factors. Tho, could you enlighten me on what sort of governance factors would be important? Governance factors, Javier, often include how a company is managed, its relationships with stakeholders, its executive pay, internal controls, shareholder rights, etc. It's about making sure that the company isn't just sustainable, but also ethically run. But let's also look beyond personal finance. What about community-led green initiatives? Community-led initiatives can be powerful, John. It could be as simple as setting up a local recycling or composting scheme, or more involved like creating a neighborhood renewable energy project. The key is that they're led and supported by the community. I love that. It's clear that individual actions, while seemingly small on their own, can drive significant change in implementing a green economy. The way we consume, invest, and work collectively in our communities can make a difference. Considering each of us in this global picture really underlines the importance of everyone's contribution to a sustainable future. There's a popular expression, reduce, reuse, recycle. There's strength in its simplicity, don't you think? Yes, John. It's not only about what we consume, but also how we discard or repurpose what we use. Many debts that we owe to the planet can't be accounted for in any bookkeeping ledger, they could, however, be partially settled by small personal steps towards sustainability. I'll add to that. For instance, in tech, you could choose to switch to a green web hosting or recycle and properly dispose old electronic devices. We definitely got a part to play individually. Absolutely. And that's a thought-provoking premise, isn't it? Would either of you fancy sharing an example of how you've reduced, reused, or recycled in your own lives? Well, John... Small step for me was replacing all my plastic containers for glass ones. Oh, and also I've started preparing my own meals instead of ordering takeaways. Sounds like nothing, but imagine if everyone did something like that. And in my case, I've chosen to use an electric bike for my daily commuting. I must say it's a win-win situation both for my personal health and the environment we share. I decided to invest some of my savings into green bonds. They may not have the highest returns, but they sure do feel the best. That's a fantastic start, John. You know, green is not just a color anymore, it's an approach to sustainable living. Even altering our personal finances and investments to encourage green initiatives can have substantial impacts. At the end of the day, it's all about conscious choices and small behavioral changes that collectively lead to a monumental impact. As users, consumers, 
and stakeholders in this shared world, every single one of us holds the power to turn the tide in favor of a sustainable future. Well said, Javi. Just as we discussed, sustainability is a mindset, and it starts at home, with individuals like you, me, or anyone listening.